Meeting to order of the Petaluma Municipal Airport Commission. Today is Thursday, July 7th, 2011. We're meeting at the City of Petaluma City Council Chambers here on uh, English Street. I'd like to have the roll call, please. Ashton? Here. Debnar? Here. Frost? Healy? Here. McGaw? Here. McDonald? Here. Winter? Thank you. And item two, uh, new business, a nomination of chair and vice chair for the Petaluma Municipal Airport Commission. Like to open nominations for these positions. Have a nomination for the chair. Uh, I nominate uh, Tom McGall for chair. Second. Thank you. So we have McGough for uh, chair. It's a motion by Debner, seconded by Healy. Uh, all in, in favor uh, say aye. 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 Opposed? That carries. And we'd open the uh, nominations for vice chair. I'd like to nominate uh, Joe Debner as vice chair. I'll second that as well. Second. Uh, okay. So we have. Um, Joe Debner for vice chair. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? And that carries. Commissioner, Commissioner McGaugh. And thank you for your service, okay. Commissioner Ashton. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, approval of minutes. Um, a motion to approve minutes from last meeting. Uh, Motion to approve is minutes from last meeting. Second. And second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. And I'll abstain on that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, public comments. Um, the commission will hear uh, comments from the public on matters only over which uh, the commission has jurisdiction. Um, do we have anyone here who wants to speak to public comments? I know we have one card for item eight on the agenda. Okay. Old business being none. Uh, moving on, uh, new business discussion, possible action to uh, reduce monthly hangar rent on the four large executive hangars. Uh, can we have staff input uh, from Bob, please? Right. Uh, Mr. Chairman, we uh, made a staff report of uh, how we sit as far as the four executive hangars, of which three are now vacant. Uh, what that equates to is a loss of revenue of $71,208 for the year. Uh, we put ads in the Western Flyer, uh, the Press Democrat. I've sent out um, letters to twin owners in the Sonoma Napa area uh, informing them of what we have available, and we've gotten uh, no response. Um, my suggestion is to lower the hangar rate to be competitive to both Santa Rosa and Napa. Uh, both Santa Rosa and Napa have some services that we don't have, mainly instrument approaches and uh, a, a pilot lounge, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we still will be gaining uh, property tax uh, from larger planes going in these hangars as well as fuel sales. Uh, if we were to reduce the hangar rate to $1,500 from 1978, which is where it is presently, which was suggested by the subcommittee, we would still be under the 5% a vacancy allowance that we've uh, put into this year's budget. Okay. Um, I know the uh, operations subcommittee looked at this and uh, 
Given the uh, financial climate, um, we felt unanimously that it was better to get 75% of something rather than 100% of nothing. Um, and also, as, as you all know, we have targeted our rates and charges as required by the FAA grant assurances to be competitive with airports in our general geographic location or wording to that effect. And in fact, um, our large executive hangars were overpriced. So we have targeted our rates and charges to be in the mid-range of our competitive airports in the local area, and this would bring us back closer in line with that. Doesn't say we can't change rents and increase them back up when the economy approves. You know, improves. So uh, it was unanimous view that uh, we um, take a look at reducing these rents. Now, Bob, do we have some people interested? Should we reduce these rents to? Uh, what I forgot to mention tenants? that we have two tenants that are interested in moving in if the rates were at fifteen hundred dollars. So they would move in, and right. we would start collecting that rent, which again is seventy-five percent of. Right. Something versus nothing of nothing. Okay. If, the, if the commission does approve this reduction as a recommendation, then we go to uh, council for their approval, uh, which is scheduled for August 12th. Okay. And our other hangar rents are still competitive? And right. They'll, okay. they'll remain the same. So it's just the four big box hangars. That's correct. And the individual that is currently in the one hangar that is occupied, would that individual's rent also would also go down? Right. Uh, because then it would be on an equitable basis right. for all four of the hangars. Right, that's okay. correct. Great. Any questions for? Yes, I had just uh, one question for Mr. Patterson. Uh, are these month-to-month uh, -month as the rest of our hangars are? Is this long-term leases for those particular hangars? Uh, they're all, all our corporate, all of our T hangars and executive hangars are month-to-month. -month. Okay. I just had one question. Um, the staff report indicates, and maybe this has been covered elsewhere. The staff report indicates that the rent on the um, 18A and C hangers would A through C hangers would go to down to $1,500 a month, and then D would go down to $1,600 a month. What are the current rents on those? Uh, the current rate on 18A through C is uh, 1,978, and for 18D, I believe it's 2,078. 2,000. Okay, so slightly larger, isn't it? It's slightly larger. Right. So it's it has about, more square footage. Okay. So it's a significant enough reduction to get people's attention. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. Right. Okay, that's all I needed. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Super. Any other questions? Just a comment. Um, I think, you know, as Bob stated, 75% is better than nothing. And um, it's there's the other added attraction of fuel, fuel that goes right. into it. Uh, the hangars are being used. Uh, there's which then may bring other people in. Who knows what just right. renting to those people are going to give us. So I think it it's, shouldn't be looked at as a reduction, as more as an opportunity that we're, we're going to fill the house and make some money, which is better than nothing. Yes, yeah, Mr. Patterson, will we um, continue to run ads or to fill that existing last hangar if, if those other two do fill right away, or is that, is that the, the plan? Right, we currently have an ad in the Pacific Flyer. Uh, it has it at the existing rate, so if this were recommended and it, it passed through City Council, then we would change the uh, retail on the ad in the Pacific Flyer and others. Right. Good. Just one other, one other thing. There, there's no argument here, potential argument here, is there that the new rates would reflect uh, a rate below cost for the, the airport? 
No. There's the, the are the hangar the hangers paid for at this point? Uh, there's a loan out for the hangers, and this would um, still pay for our loan. It would still pay the proportional share of the sure. loan on those hangers. Right. Okay, thank you. Including all the utilities and okay. the like that is used by the hangar occupiers. Okay. Can um, I have a motion to approve? Uh, mo uh, move that we approve the fifteen hundred dollar um, rental and move it on to uh, City Council. Yeah, and also the sixteen hundred for and the sixteen hundred eighteen. Yeah. Okay, I'll second that. Second. Okay. Moved and seconded. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay. <clears throat> correspondence, Bob. I have no correspondence tonight. Okay. Uh, committee report. Okay. Let me hit the um, finances, and then Joe, you can do the other part of the operations of the committee. Um, basically, our finances uh, are in uh, pretty good shape. We we continue to uh, retain a small surplus uh, projected year end, and have all of our bills and expenses covered. Um, so we're we're okay <laughs> in case you're wondering we're 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 doing okay um and i think the fact that uh, we've addressed the one um, issue of the executive hangar rents will help uh, ensure that for coming years and um, basically things are are continuing uh, as we had anticipated mark I had just one question um looking here insurance has our insurance gone up a little bit um, recently here? And if so, is there a reason for that? Was right around 17,000, and that was down from almost 38,000, so it's quite a reduction. Uh, there was an increase of approximately 7,000 that was on the buildings at the airport, and in the past, risk management had picked it up. And it's our responsibility, really, to pick it up. So that was shifted to us. So that was the increase. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we did have a couple of other expense items, such as there was a uh, somebody ran into a corner of one of our hangar buildings at some point. Um, that we have to cover. It's below the deductible. A few other items, but we still should have a surplus by the end of the year. So knocking on wood, we're hanging in. We're doing okay. All right. Uh, Joe, you had some other... Uh, yeah, the operations committee has been looking at a num uh, couple of things uh, relative to items on the airport grounds. Uh, we're going to continue looking at these and then uh, ultimately come back with uh, recommendations to uh, change the rules and procedures for the airport. But a couple of things that that we've looked at and are continuing to look at is the use of storage containers on the field, uh, where we're going to allow them, where we're not going to allow them, what the rules will be, um, what what things they need to follow. Um, the other is to look at items that are being stored on the field, which are both aircraft related and non-aircraft related. Um, the there are hangar owners uh, at the east end of the airport who are basically um, storing some things out on the areas between the hangars, uh, which means they're getting use of the airport that the newer hangar owners don't have uh, because they don't have any place to stick things. And so to make things uh, equal and fair, 
we're going to look at um, what rules or procedures we should put into place, maybe even uh, designating a area somewhere on the field where these types of uh, articles can be put into a fenced area or a marked off area so that um, we have a little bit more control. They're not going to take place of any of the taxiways and cause problems for people trying to get in or out. But that's um, kind of an ongoing process. I would say within the next couple of months we should have that uh, reviewed and uh, we'll be coming back to this committee with our recommendations and then when that's approved here we'll ask for it to be forwarded on to uh, staff and city council for approval. And I know one other thing that we uh, probably will include in that process would be to, uh, once we've gone through the rules and, and operating regulations for the airport and gotten all the updates that we can conceive of and that, that Bob has come up with from an operational standpoint and have some tentative recommendations, I think we'll probably have a town hall tenant meeting at the airport so that all of our tenants can also see where we're going with this and in, gather any input or concerns they may have, integrate that into our plan so that we don't do this in any way, shape, or form in any kind of vacuum here. And uh, once that's all tied together, we'll send it to council for your endorsement uh, as a package. So that's the plan. Mr. Chairman? Sir. Uh, the ultimate plan of uh, upgrading our rules and regulations is to include those with each new lease, hangar lease and tie down lease of tenants coming on the field so they have uh, a current copy of what's expected and what, what can be done as well as uh, our stormwater procedures. Right. And, and the, the operating procedures that we're working under right now were created 25 plus years ago um, when the original, you know, our current airport was uh, in the process of being uh, developed. So it certainly appropriate to review those and from time to time so that's where we're going okay Mike. yes I'm uh, glad to hear that we're gonna have another town hall meeting so to speak or a, a hangar meeting I've attended a couple of those in the past and they seem to be well received by the uh, pilot group and you get a lot of participation there mm -hmm. so we look forward to, to having that take place out at the airport good okay anything else Joe No. That's Okay, great. Um, I think we'll defer projects until we get to uh, airport manager's report, which is right now. And uh, item number eight, uh, the first item on the manager's report is a uh, report of our monthly noise complaints, and we have uh, one speaker who would like to address the commission uh, regarding noise complaints. Robert? Robert Brown? Your uh, name and address, please. Turn this on or not? Oh, yeah. Robert Brown. I'm at uh, 1946 Falcon Ridge Drive in Petaluma. And uh, I just wanted to uh, address the fact that the helicopters are an annoyance, as everybody must know by now. Um, a little disappointed that they were ever allowed to even make, you know, uh, establish a presence at the airport. Uh, I'm I just don't see the wisdom in having this kind of aircraft there when it is known countrywide that they do cause disturbances and uh, wreak havoc throughout towns and cities. And um, I'm just uh, <clears throat> a little uh, 
just I, I just can't believe that the council would approve having this kind of aircraft here when it does annoy people and has a significant effect on residential properties and residents. I know if I were going to try to sell my house and there was a potential buyer out on my deck uh, and this flight pattern started of these helicopters, this persistent percussion, repeated circling, he would turn around and walk out the door. Um, I, I just don't quite get it and I know that uh, it's going to increase exponentially if you don't do something about it. It already has. I know when the first little red helicopter arrived on the scene, we went over and talked to Bob about it to see what the regulations were, of course. And then another helicopter arrived, and then another helicopter arrived, and they they just persistently fly in circles, causing great irritant to my neighbors and the people at Adobe Creek Housing Development. So I just wanted to make that uh, establish that complaint and concern that you might hear many more complaints about that very thing uh, from the rest of the public. Having said that, I know Bob Patterson had addressed my formal complaint written to the City Council and uh, as a result of him talking to some of the pilots I have realized that there aren't quite so many repetitious circles. They do do two or three or four, which is annoying enough, but they used to do just like seven, eight, for an hour or so they'd be flying in circles. And it just drives everybody nuts. I know I, I can't play golf at Rooster Run with those things in the air, landing, taking off, landing, circling. So hopefully um, my voice has been heard and I don't know what you can do about it but uh, anyway it is annoying and I have a lot of people behind me who feel the same way. Thank you. Um, Bob, um, your manager's report and uh, if you want to address that in any way that's that's fine too. Right, um, we've asked, um, we have two local flight schools for um, helicopter training, uh, one now being Angelo Air, I believe his new name is, and the other one was Helio Venture. Uh, Angelo Air has been really receptive. He's tried to do just a few patterns and then he goes someplace else and then comes back. Um, he's cut his pattern short so he, his echo pattern won't be as bad as going way out and coming in. Um, so he, he's been receptive to um, keeping the noise level at a somewhat tolerable level. Uh, Helio Venture is not here for the summer. They're back in South Dakota. So, um, But Tim is also aware of the noise. And um, he mainly has been doing aerial photography, so he takes off and leaves the area. Uh, one of the issues we have is uh, helicopters that come in from off the field. And mm. when we can, we've talked to them on the radio asking them to limit the amount of uh, touch and goes they do. What do you think the percentage or do you have any sense of what proportion are off-field helicopter operations versus our own? It kind of varies because it, you'll go by a period of time where they'll be here for a couple days in a row and then you won't see them for a good month. It's been a while since we've had visiting helicopters coming in. Yeah. 
Um, and, and there are FAA regulations regarding helicopter operations uh, and also within the grant assurances of what we can and can't do in right. terms we, of regulating operations at our airport since it's a public use FAA right. designated airport. We, we can't stop them from operating at the airport. We can ask them certainly to abide by conditions that would help mitigate noise. Okay. Right. Okay. As far as minimum altitudes from which uh, helicopters have to abide by, they're, uh, they're a craft that really doesn't have minimums. Not like aircraft, yeah. Unlike aircraft, yeah. Aircraft have to maintain certain altitudes over populated areas versus non-populated areas. Uh, helicopters do not. They have recommended patterns they fly, but other than that, we have no jurisdiction. Once, an, right. Once the aircraft, whether it be a helicopter or fixed wing, is in the air, that's it's the FAA's jurisdiction. They're here. They're established. They do flight school or training, and that's the irritating thing. I mean, they take off. Robert, can yeah. Robert, if you want to talk to uh, our airport manager, you need to get on the microphone so everyone can hear you that's watching on uh, yeah, I, I'm just PCA. <clears throat> I can't imagine that the city council has no jurisdiction over the use of the airport. And uh, the, the problem that I have is that it's the, I guess it's the training that is the issue where they take off and they keep doing circles around the flight area in the uh, Petaluma Valley. Aircraft that come in, even corporate aircraft, they come in, they land, they take off, that's great, you know. I mean, this is a great asset to Petaluma. It brings in people and, you know, it adds to the romance and so on, but the contraptions that are now circling and making noise uh, are just not warranted. So that's my complaint. Okay. Thank you. Um, Bob, how, how recently have you had these conversations with the, the two users out at the air, uh, airport in terms of them modifying what they're doing? Uh, Matt uh, from Angelo Air, we talk probably on a weekly basis, and uh, he's been good about keeping the pattern inside and, and keeping his uses at a low. Um, the other one is in South Dakota, so I haven't talked to him in a couple months. And is it, are most of the complaints you're getting out of the Adobe Creek neighborhood, or are there other parts of town that you're getting this from as uh, well? For the training purposes, it's probably out of Adobe Creek. Okay. Right. Well, let, let's see if it gets better at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, one thing to remember, that when we accept federal monies for our uh, airport projects, that the grant assurances, which we must abide by, we, we cannot... Uh, discriminate as far as who we let in as far as aircraft. No, I, no, I appreciate that. Um, but we can still act and ask them to play nice. Oh, yes, oh, definitely. Um, and then you, you mentioned, our, I, I know there are designated um, takeoff and landing routes for fixed wing aircraft. Is there anything like that for the helicopters or can they come from wherever they want? There's a recommended pattern for all aircraft uh, uh, departing and arriving at the airport. So the, the helicopters are supposed to follow the same patterns as the fixed wing folks? It's recommended they do. They, they don't have to. And when they do, that's what takes them down near Adobe Creek. Right, and that's usually the landing pattern. Right. Is there any particular reason why they can't just approach the, approach the airport from um, 
a different angle coming coming in just from from due east, for instance. One of the reasons we have a recommended pattern is so pilots who are flying in the area themselves or approaching the airport know where to look for incoming aircraft. And uh, it, it might be difficult if he's at a different uh, situation or, or place coming in than they're used to looking and they wouldn't see him. Right, I mean, pardon my ignorance, but do, do helicopters approach the airport at the same speed as fixed-wing aircraft? Uh, they're a little slower. Yeah, that's, that's what I would think. Yeah. Yeah. We have a flight instructor here. I, on I could just shed a little bit of light, light on it, yes, um, for Mr. Brown as, as well as for um, Councilman Healy. There's essentially three documents that um, the helicopters are flying by. There's the rotorcraft flying handbook. That is their Bible, so to speak, as to operations of that aircraft. There is the aeronautical information manual, which is uh, for all pilots. And within the aeronautical information manual, there is a set procedure as to how to operate at a non-towered airport such as ours. And it speaks to fixed wing as well as rotorcraft. And then there is also another document called an advisory circular that goes into further detail about the traffic pattern. In other words, how we fly in and around the airport. So all pilots are following these, these documents. They're, they're the reference. They are FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, publications, and the FAA does has the jurisdiction, as Mr. Patterson says. Once an aircraft is airborne, the city has no jurisdiction over that aircraft whatsoever. And this is done so that we don't have a piecemeal airspace throughout the entire country saying this city's going to do this, this city's going to do that, and this city's going to do this. Well, the federal government said this is how everybody's going to act. We don't care where you live. So we have these documents to, to live by and fly by. Okay, appreciate it. Then, then just one more comment on that. Um, there is also an industry um, organization, HAI, Helicopter um, Association International, something to that effect, and they have a publication for, um, I believe it's called Neighborly Flying of Your Helicopter, and Mr. Angelo does have that publication because I presented it to him when we had the uh, rotorcraft first come onto the field. And um, he's been extremely receptive to um, how he can blend in with our airport. Um, he understands that um, helicopters have a different uh, footprint as far as their, uh, their noises um, concerned. So I'm sure that Mr. Patterson you know, could speak to him again and see if we can't help, help this situation out. I have no doubt that he will, you know, um, in all good faith, try to um, limit the uh, situation. Yeah, I have I have noticed a, a difference. It has calmed down a bit. I just I think from my perspective, what I'm seeing is when they do the the training, that they just seem to take off yeah. and just circle the yeah. field and circle the field and circle the field. It, uh, you know, a huge, just for your own information, a huge part of rotorcraft training is is flying in the in the pattern. Um, hovering and air taxiing is all extremely difficult, so they do spend a, a, a lot of time in that phase of flight. Um, having flown a helicopter a couple times and not very well at it at that, it is extremely difficult to do. So it is, it, it, it does take some some time, and I'm sure that's that's where that that noise um, that you're 
you're hearing is coming from. Yeah, so I guess my point is uh, why are we allowing them to do flight training? Once again, do that? the FAA has the jurisdiction over the airspace and the city does not, so we cannot say, um, Mr. Angelo, Hilo Venture, and any other operator, you cannot use our airport um, because you're making too much noise. Besides these two training outfits, the sheriff uses our, our, our airport. You know, the, the Henry the Henry one, the sheriff aircraft. The, right, the Reach, they use that. PG&E um, was here just this past week um, using our airport in a helicopter. So helicopters there, you know, can use the facility as well as the uh, fixed-wing aircraft. But again, we will talk to him, and I'm sure he'll be receptive um, to, hey, how can he help, um, you know, this situation. Thank yeah. you. Anything else on that, Bob? No, that's okay. Uh, project? Um, AIP 21, which is the electrical project, uh, Tennis and Electric was given the notice to proceed effective June 1. So they've ordered the uh, components for our um, rotating beacon and replacement of the pilot control lighting, which would be a nice um, addition for us. Uh, AIP 22, which is the design phase of the apron taxiway and southwest taxi lane. Uh, the FAA has finally received uh, a budget for uh, AIP grants, and we should be getting our grant award uh, sometime this month, which we, uh, we need to have signed and, and sent back. But we've gotten the preliminary uh, hearing, and it's been accepted. Okay. And the value of that part of the uh, uh, apron design and taxiway design? The design only is 125000 of which 95% is paid uh, by FAA. Okay, and we've and got enough surplus revenue to cover the 5% it's, it's included in this next year's budget. Okay. Or this and year's the budget state now. is not matching that piece? The state has funds. It's oh, on really? first okay. come, first serve. So as soon as we get the grant award, we can then apply for a uh, Caltrans matching grant. Which is half of what we would, isn't it essentially half of what our it's right, yeah, it's right, In this case, it's like $3,100. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, we talked about open hangars. We currently have our open hangars three executive, and those are uh, 18A through C. And we currently have two T hangars in the 39-foot uh, door size. I did have a gentleman come in this afternoon and request to uh, be put on the hangar waiting list, so um, we may be able to fill one of those right away. Are we tending to be able to fill the standard T hangers fairly? The standard T hangers seem to be keeping full, yes. Okay. Uh, presently, we don't have any openings in the 41 foot variety or the smaller executive. Okay. Those are Great. Currently full. Okay. Uh, we had um, the fuel tank repair, and what this allowed us to do was to lower the turbine in the Hunter Low Lead tank to a level where we didn't have to maintain such a high level of inventory on before it shut off. So instead of it shutting off at 2,200 gallons, we got down to almost 950 gallons, which was our target. So uh, we can now utilize that fuel, and uh, we can order uh, at an easier rate and not worry about um, Richmond having any problems. At the same time, we had the 95% valve repaired or replaced. And what we found was that the ball valve that was currently in there had rusted shut to the point where we wouldn't, we weren't able to accept the fuel at a proper pressure level, causing the trucks to um, take more time to load us, and it was an additional expense. So, those two repairs were made, and um, 
I'm here to say they both work fine. Okay. Uh, did you get any sense from the uh, contractor that did the work of what the standard life would be for one of those sorts of valves? He mentioned that they have trouble with that valve, but not to the extent that we did. Okay. And I don't know whether that's because we're close to the coast. I couldn't tell you. Did, did they recommend any standard inspection time period or anything yeah. like that? You can inspect this valve and they should take the whole system apart. That's what I thought, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, the damage to hangar 18A was repaired. I'm sure you all saw that it, it was completed and uh, did a nice job. We uh, now have a new hire uh, replacing Mitch Suits, who, uh, after he graduated from Sonoma State, has left. And that's John Elbert. And uh, John will be our weekend man. So he starts this Saturday. So welcome, John. Um, I would like to thank Mark Ashton for being the chair for this last year. Uh, Mark did a, a lot of good for the airport as far as uh, input and perspective from the operator standpoint. And I'd like to point out on our fuel sales that for the year, uh, 100 little lead was only down 15%, which uh, in the economy was good compared to other airports. They were experiencing 25 and up. And our jet sales were in gallons was up almost 31%. So um, yeah, we're in the right direction. Okay, any questions for Bob? All right, thanks, Bob. Okay, uh, Commissioner comments, why don't I start at this end, because Colin, you haven't had a chance to see that yet, so, okay. Uh, Mark? Yeah, it's just like to uh, mention that we had a group of kids come out from a local uh, preschool tour uh, the airport, the fueling and maintenance and have a chance to sit in some airplanes. Actually, there has been a couple of groups because there was a group of Girl Scouts that probably most of you uh, read about in the Argus Courier. So we've had a, a couple of youth groups come out here in the last few months and uh, have a look at the airport. So we always appreciate those kids coming out and seeing what the airport's all about. That's it. Joe? Uh, first, I'd like to say thank you to Mark for his uh, great chairmanship for the past year. Uh, it's been fun to watch him, <laughs> uh, and he's done a good job. Uh, the, I'd also like to uh, welcome Colin to our midst. Uh, I think he will be a good... You're whispering to me, Bob. Okay. <laughs> uh, he will be a good addition to the committee. Uh, one comment I'd like to kind of make about the fuel cells, uh, Bob, is any realization that uh, we've got a airport business, Magnum, um, pilot training going on that also contributes to the fuel cell sales. And I've noticed that we seem to be getting more jets on that are coming out of, out of nowhere uh, and landing here. I don't know if they're buying fuel or not, but I, I wonder if it, that also can be attributed to some of the improvements that we've made to the airport, which is well directed and, and taken care of by Bob, which I want to thank him for. So it, we sometimes, I think, don't remember that we've done something or Bob's done something that we look at fuel sales and there could be a, a direct impact to some of the things that Bob's done. So I want to thank Bob for, for the efforts that he's put in for the last year. Thank you. 
Colin, would you like to make a comment? Well, I'd just like to say thanks for, uh, uh, and I'm happy to be here, and uh, thanks for the welcome, and uh, hope to, uh, after the, the grueling nomination process, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to an interesting time with the Airport Commission, and uh, yeah, I hope to contribute as much as I can. Thank you. Yes, and um, I, I'd like to just conclude by welcoming you, Colin. Uh, I know you'll be a great addition to our um, our group here, and uh, I always keep in mind that this airport doesn't exist exist just because of us. It exists because of an awful lot of work from an awful lot of people, literally for generations. As we all know, aviation goes back to 1911 in this area with Fred Wiseman and we stand on their shoulders literally and it behooves us to ensure that we do what we can to continue that legacy for Petaluma and aviation in Petaluma particularly the airport here so I think that's our charge and I think all things considered we do it pretty well don't mind breaking my arms I pat my <laughs> pat ourselves on the back there okay with that uh, we are a oh no he had no comment Oh, okay. I had, oh, you have. A I'd comment. like to add one more comment, and I forgot Sorry. to mention uh, that um, I'd like to thank Lauren Williams for his tenure on the uh, Airport Commission, and his tenure was a three-year term because uh, his predecessor Ed Fullerton uh, resigned after one year, and there's a little bit of confusion on on my part on that. So, um, my thanks to Lauren. Super. Yes. All right. So we stand adjourned. Thank you all.